This is Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. This season, five guests join us virtually to discuss all things adaptable planning. From communication professionals to business leaders, this team of experts has a lot to say about communicating and making changes along the way. Doesn't matter if you're a college student, a seasoned PR professional, or a business leader who's looking to step up their communication game, there is something that you can learn on this season of Off the Rock, On the Record. Thanks for joining us for this virtual season of Off the Rock, On the Record. In today's episode, I'm joined by Gracie Lee, and I'll let her introduce herself. Hey there, my name is Gracie Lee. I am an account executive here at Obsidian. I started back in 2016 as an intern and have worked my way up to account executive. And Gracie is joining us today because she works with a number of our restaurant and entertainment clients, as well as a few others. And in her line of work, she has to be especially adaptive and able to plan and make adjustments to her plan really at the spur of the moment because these businesses are changing and evolving and in a world where you're doing a lot of events and offering products and services to clients, you've got to be willing to roll with the punches. So really what we're talking about today is as a business or as somebody that does communication, when the company that you're working with expands their line of business, adds services to that mix, introduces a seasonal product, it really can feel out of place or it can feel um, incongruous, I guess would be the word, to your clients. Um, And so clear and measured communication is really important to draw connections between these items so that they can really find success for your business. Um, So Gracie, when you're working with a client and they're launching something new, either extending the current services or bringing in a new line of business, um, do you find that people are reluctant to try something new? Um, And how do you help kind of break that reluctance and bring something to the market? I think people are naturally just a little reluctant to change. Um, That's just how we are as a society. And so I think first it's important to understand that a new product launch takes time and careful planning. So rushing to market without having your ducks in a row is a recipe for disaster. Uh, Typically a consumer is going to purchase a product or a service because they have a need that's unmet you have to do a really deep understanding of that need and how your product or service is going to meet that need as well as who you're meeting it for. And this takes really careful research, understanding the buyer's buyer's pain points, um, where they're getting their information, who influences the purchase. Then you can take that research to craft your marketing strategy, like where you're going to market, AKA the platforms you're going to use, Um, how you're going to market, like what type of language you're going to use as you're um, promoting that product and who you're going to market to, aka who you're going to target. That makes a lot of sense. And um, really this season, we're talking all about that, how to create a plan that's adaptable and really meets your business's needs. Um, And I imagine too, a lot of this it's product extension or service expansion, a lot of it's planned. So for example, if you work for a restaurant and they Um, are going to put together a seasonal menu maybe for the holidays. You know that that's coming up in advance. But sometimes these things come up as uh, a trend emerges in the market or a new partnership opportunity comes about. Um, So when these things are not planned out kind of in the long term, how can you use communication to make a new offering feel like part of an existing strategy? 
I think it's about finding those authentic ways to market your offering to your target audience, you know, building that trust with them. Um, and your approach is going to different differ for different industries. For a lot of my restaurant clients, like you said, um, like when Babalu launches a new cocktail or Stax launches a new pancake flavor, we do, we do this by diving into influencer marketing. We've talked about mm -hmm. this in previous seasons of the podcast, um, but influencers hold a lot of sway over their followers. Their audience respects them, trust their ideas and their opinions. Uh, so when you're launching a new product, incorporating influencers into your marketing strategy can really give your product that boost it needs to get off the ground. And, you know, maybe influencer marketing isn't necessarily the right move for your particular industry, but you got to do that necessary research to find out what is the right move for you. Maybe it's e-blast or a strong social media campaign, or maybe it's a combination of the three of these. So, you know, no matter the avenue you're using, your message and your brand voice has to be consistent across all platforms. That makes a lot of sense. So even if it's something that seems out of the ordinary, if you're talking about it, like you talk about all of your traditional products and services, it, it feels a lot more organic and it feels right. like it fits. Mm -hmm. That makes exactly. sense. Um, so sometimes when you add new things, products or services, they're part of a seasonal offering. So it's something that's related to a specific time of year, like a lawn service, or sometimes it's something like um, a cocktail where one of the signature ingredients is in season at that time. And I think people traditionally understand that with those seasonal products, there's an urgency to that. So they need to come in and try to get it before it's gone. Um, it reminds me a lot of my mom with the peppermint milkshake at Chick-fil-A. Like she knows she's got to get it three times before they take it off the menu. <laughs> but when you're adding something that's permanent to the mix, so maybe you're expanding your menu and adding new appetizers, or you're going to add a specific, you know, spa service to your uh, list of offerings at your salon. How do you encourage customers to try something new with urgency when they realize it's going to be something that's going to be available to them in the long term? Um, if you really understand your target audience, then you already know what will get their attention. And I think teasers are a really great way to grasp that attention. If you leak just enough information before the launch, you can generate tremendous buzz because it's going to cause your audience to want to talk about it with their friends and search around for more information. Um, I think Apple does a really great job of this whenever they're launching a new phone. Instead of you know, passively releasing products as they're developed. Apple keeps their secrets hidden before the big reveal. And, you know, they build that excitement and that hype and generate that word of mouth needed to fuel their customers' uh, desire for the next iPhone. So I think, you know, teasing those elements and making it exciting for the customers. Well, and I think that that makes perfect sense. And I, I think that the ultimate goal is even for those seasonal items, people try them and, and want to come back and get them again. Um, but a teaser, I think that's a great thing to do um, to let people try something and get that experience so that they want to come back and try it again. Um, something with kind of a low risk to entry. That sounds mm -hmm. like a great strategy. And going back to influencer marketing, you can, you know, invite those influencers in before the launch so that they're teasing it to their followers so that their followers want to come in. You can tease it yourself through social media posts, fun video content, um, e-blasts, things of those, that nature. So sometimes when a, a business expands its list of offerings, there can be a little bit of pushback or confusion. Um, I'm really thinking like if it looks like you're adding new things to the menu because you're going to totally change your direction, sometimes consumers can be a little bit hesitant. 
So when you're trying something completely new and off the wall or going into something really familiar, how do you use communication to reinforce that the connection is just an expansion of a brand and not a complete overhaul in the work? Yeah, you never want your consumers to feel confused about your brand. So to establish and maintain a strong brand presence, you got to create guidelines for your brand voice and the brand tone. Uh, you don't want to enter the market without knowing who you are and how you want to interact with your target audience. Uh, you know, consistency is key for a brand. So even though you're marketing this new and unfamiliar product, you're still using the same brand voice and the same brand look and feel that your consumers know and that they expect. Um, a client example that I have for this is Stacks Pancake Kitchen. This past spring, they started doing crawfish and shrimp boils every weekend, um, and they wanted us to leverage this for them. And if you know Stacks Pancake Kitchen, it's a breakfast joint. They do have lunch mm -hmm. offerings, but they're known for their pancakes and their eggs and their coffee. So kind of after asking some questions on the why, the when, the how, et cetera, we found out that one of their GMs is from Louisiana and grew up doing crawfish boils. And they had an opportunity to bring his expertise to their product offering. So even though Stax is mainly known for their breakfast offerings, we really humanize the product launch by touting that employee, his skill set, his background. And that's how we kind of made this unusual product launch make sense for the brand. And of course, like I said, whenever we marketed the product, we stuck with the same brand voice and the tone we've always used for the restaurants. Um, and these crawfish boils became a major sales driver for the restaurant, especially during COVID. Um, and we were happy to see that uh, they were selling out most weekends. So our approach obviously made sense and resonated with the audience. And I think that that's a really great example. And I was thinking too, as you were saying that, I was thinking about when Apple launched the Apple Watch, you know, they were doing traditional technology and smartwatches had kind of been in the scene for a little bit. Um, but even when they launched a new product that needed a ton of explanation, they stuck with their traditional marketing strategy of really clean imagery, simply displaying the product, um, and people were interested in learning about it because they knew what Apple had offered before. Um, but ultimately, what I've heard you say throughout this, this episode is that staying familiar with your brand, staying true to your brand, and communicating openly and honestly about the intentionality behind your decisions is really critical to bringing customers into the fold when you're adding new products and services. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Gracie, thank you so much for joining us for this virtual season of Off the Rock on the Record. We've got four more episodes for you this season, and we're really excited to bring a couple of guests along. Uh, we hope you'll continue to listen, and thank you for tuning in to this season of Off the Rock on the Record. <laughs>